a Shishkin Productions podcast. Hey, Sizzlers. Before we get into the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. They have those um, film festivals, the 24-hour film festivals. Yeah, I mean, we should do one. Yeah. I'd, that'd be fun. That would be a good like uh, team building activity. That would be such a sick... Oh yeah. my God, Chris, good, good fucking idea. Bro. <laughs> what? That was your idea. <laughs> no, but you said a team building activity. That makes way... Then we can write it off. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to Yo. another episode of the Sizzle Reel. I'm back in action. I'm back in the office. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you were um, out with the cove last not, time, we had to go remote. We had to go remote. I'm not even going to lie. Not a lot has happened since then, because that was like three days ago. Yeah. So, yeah. And the weekend happened, and that's about it. Alexi's about to be uh, on the West Coast for a week, that's right. so we're, we're knocking this out early. We're yeah. actually knocking it out a Almost a full week before it airs. That's it's, all right. Well, it's going to be good. evergreen. It is evergreen, and we got a voicemail. We got a special guest. It's it's an action packed episode. Yeah, we're cannot, finally getting back in the swing. Cannot wait to get into it. Um, and we're. I mean, I texted you this, but we have another guest that I reached out to randomly on TikTok. Someone who I just saw their stuff and I liked it. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to shoot my shot. Well, yeah, why not? And uh, I think they're going to come on like sometime in the next few weeks. Man, so, we're, we, we really got to start fun. like ramping up these going, you know, going to 100. We got to keep getting these guests, right? Dude, we gotta, actually got to make them big. We might have another guest who is the founder of some AI uh, comp- company that does like AI integrated filmmaking stuff. So okay. it like, uses AI to make post-production easier. All right. Uh Still trying to figure that one out. I'm but. okay with the robots taking my job as long as I still get paid for it. Like if I can use that robot and pretend like I did it. Yes. I want. I don't. I want. To, I don't want to work. Uh, don't work. <laughs> I don't want to work. Let's go on a carnival cruise. I um. I I don't want to work. That was the real truth. Same. Um, same. I I mostly want a universal basic income. I've been championing that since I was in like tenth grade. Remember, I was like. I think we don't we shouldn't work. I think we should have universal basic income. And I think that I remember one thing I said, I was like, if I ever run for president, well, I, sh- I can't be president. No, um, that's I true. wasn't born here. Yeah. But if I was like, I would say I would want to do the a socialized car system where every key works with every car. Oh, that's right. You remember I would <laughs> yeah, say that. I remember that. I used shit. to say that shit when I was when I was in high school and everyone was like, that's crazy. And then what came along like five or ten years later? Zipcar. Yeah, but Zipcar is pretty useless. Zipcar is useful. The, dude, there there's like they're right never, now they're never near you. Right now there's such yeah, that's the problem. The problem is access, but they're useful as fuck. Yeah. The I mean, only very, problem you have with it, right, is that it's w- not there. I wish they weren't all the fucking smart cars, though, because like that's back- car to go. Oh, car to go. That is car to go. Zipco is right. full size. Sedan. You're right. Zipco, 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 oh, Zipco. Uh, look, all I'm saying is my last thing on the Zipcars is, <laughs> for the record, your problem with it was. They're not around. Yeah. So you don't like that. They well, don't like exist. They, I, I have to take a car to go get the car. It's like it's uh, like five miles away. Under my thing, every car would be you'd it'd be available. You could go outside and just like as long as you're it's even easier. You don't even need a key. You are biometrics. You right? already know if I'm trying to commit a crime, I'm uh, I'm electing you. 
That's that's what I want to see. Bro, it's biometrics, so commit all the okay. crimes you want. You're in the system. Bi- oh, well, this is turning uh, into this, some I weird... Don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> Dystopian cyber action. All right. Um, uh, Chris, before we get into it, where up? can the people find us? Oh, dude, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't get too many. We got... Big old empty inbox. Empty inbox. Inbox zero, baby. <laughs> Not by choice. That, that sounds like some dope ass like government program. Inbox, inbox zero. zero. Sounds like the world's like most boring secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and most importantly, we have this is a real cold line. Burr. It is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. I think it's been uh, warming up a little bit. It, dude, our, our cold line is. Full of messages, mm-hmm. all from one person, because <laughs> I asked them to send in a couple messages. Uh, uh, so no, no one's calling. Uh, <laughs> but, but but you should start. Um, of course, Sizzle Real Live is coming. Yes, August twenty fifth. It's a Thursday. Yes, tickets are six dollars and sixty six cents, and you can get them at sizzlerealgangthewebsite.com. Mm-hmm. It's that a is, great website. That is no longer a bit. That is actually a real website. It's actually real now. It was a joke for like two months. And I, I, boy who cried wolf that shit. Because yeah. it is a real website now where you can literally buy tickets. So please come. And it's at Wandering Bar, man. It's a, it's a good time. They have great cocktails. You know, I've heard that we've already sold two tickets. Hmm. And uh, I think a third one is about to be sold. But we I, got someone coming all the way from Texas to the show. So Oh, well, well, well. We're going international. Old Heber. That's right. Um, Chris, uh... You know, we got a very special guest today. She's yes. over here just cheesing. She's loving this. She didn't know that we even sang on this podcast, but we did. Um, <laughs> I mean, she hasn't been listening. You no, don't no. listen? Nah. How do? How can you not listen to this? This is a real... Well, she's going to be a social real live. I already know that. Mm. Um, before we get to her, um, what'd you do this weekend? Dude, it... Oh, you went to ponies. I did. That's true. Okay, so it was an up and down weekend. So I worked from home on Friday so that we could we were going to go to six flags um and i just had like i had to deliver some stuff uh early in the morning so i knocked that out and then lisa has like a really shitty client who basically made her stay and work on friday so we didn't get to go Damn. uh so i took the day off for no reason and uh but then the next day yeah we went to belmont uh you know uh the, the racetrack where they run the belmont stakes this was not the stakes this was just did you okay. win? Did you win money? No, oh. not well. Sort it's yes and no. Like I won like five dollars on a couple races, but when I win money on that, like I put twenty dollars down. So when I win money, I just bet that money until it's gone. You know, no, like who? How do you judge? How do you pick which one you're going to bet on? You'd like to pick the track number, or do you go by the name of the horse? Or uh, do you yeah. get to go down there and look at it? Or not, yeah, not really? so I mean, like you can go in and like you can get a program, or you can go to the actual booths where you can place your bets. But can you go to the stables and look at the horse? Yeah, well, I mean, they they walk the they they trot the horses around the can track. Can you get up before. real close? I don't know how close. That's you how can I would get. pick. Because I'd look it in the eye and be like. Okay. Are you gonna win? Yeah. Well, the the stables are out there. You you can see some of the horses uh, before the race. But I just yeah, I log on to the app and I look at odds and I look at their previous races. You know where they placed, and then I look at their names. I just guess. You know, like yeah. I, and I have a bad habit of I'll put a bet on one horse that I like to win, and then I'm like, well, I'll hedge a little bit, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm spending like seven dollars <laughs> on the race. And you lost all three bets. Well, no, no, I'll win one, but it's like, okay, I won three dollars, but I bet seven dollars because I can't help myself, and yeah. I don't know. You it's always got to go with the one, the go with the favorite, right? Just keep going with the favorite every 
race and yeah. make some money right but then they don't they don't pay they pay as well if it's yeah, the favorite if are you really trying to get paid if you're gambling no no you're just losing no. money um I'm just i will say drunk because of the weird timing of this record it now sounds like two weekends in a row you've gone gambling at the horse track because <laughs> we did talk about this on the last episode as we well. did we did so now it sounds like chris is a real no it's only real, the second time i've ever been we go like boat once a year oh. with uh our friend's family who she she works in production as well maybe she'll come on the on the pod that would be lit um yo let's go ahead and introduce our guest because she's been sitting here so patiently waiting um we got the one and only uh the ah, damn i was gonna come up with a cool nickname for you i couldn't think of it i was gonna say the extraordinary editor the the uh what's the word starts with m that's like a good thing uh the modern magician of music videos yeah the one and only kdo howdy Katie, yo, what's up? <laughs> Katie, get on, get, get on the mic, get on the mic. Katie's like far away from the mic. She's she's afraid. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> you made it. You made it. What's I up, did, Katie? I did. Finally on the pod. Finally on the pod. I know no. you. I, Chris was teasing you about not listening. I know you listen like every week, right? That's yeah, your whole yeah, thing. Definitely. Of course. On my way here. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> I just, just on your ten minute walk here. <laughs> I mean, you literally almost listen to basically it every whenever you're here, because it's, oh, yeah. it's just me and Chris talking. hundred percent. Same fucking thing. Um, Katie, what's up? What'd you get up to today? Um, I've been editing MLS throughout the day, but I've also been doing some tree for it. Oh yeah. Assistant editing. Not today, but Katie's As Katie's setting up the uh, the tree fort project for Alexi to eventually jump into. How's that been? Just going through all the footage. It's been good. Um, it's nice to see tree fort through like the other side of it. How it's going. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, see you later. Amy's leaving. <laughs> I, I had to tell everyone. I had to tell everyone. We got we got eyes on the front door. We can see who's coming and going. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. Good footage. And it's nice to see it with like. I don't know, just all the interviews of the people because I got a very different experience yeah. of just being in the pit, filming, and then like running to the next show. Yeah, you were going right. show to show. Oh, you so, were, you were editing, Chris, you were editing her footage. Yeah, so so uh, just to recap, when we went to Tree Fort this year, we had two teams. We had the Daily Recap team and we had the docu documentary team. Mm-hmm. Alexi was on the documentary team shooting everything. Now, Katie's working on that footage, but when she was at Tree Fort, she was part of the daily recap team. So she was, you know, running from venue to venue, uh, getting all all the shots that she needed, dumping it on my computer. And then I would edit that footage. I mean, I believe you guys, all of you, the whole because it was other than you, Katie, there was two other uh, shooters mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. so that was, that was a team of like eight people yeah and I believe they you had a thing called dump chat right yeah we did <laughs> dump chat yeah dump chat a classic <laughs> chat um, crazy uh, okay so look in the second half of this show I know I teased it for the last couple of weeks but we're doing we're finally unveiling the new segment yeah I still don't know what it's called but greatest moments in edit history sure but it's well, not just about editing it's about no. everything so yeah. Greatest career moments. That doesn't flow as well. We'll, 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 we'll workshop it, out. it. We'll figure out a, a name. <laughs> but we're to this this week, we're doing the pilot of that. Katie in the second half is going to tell us about our greatest moments. Ye, ye old pilot. Ye old pilot. That's the name of our, our pilot. <laughs> yep. uh, if you um, if you want like a little preview, think Tree Fort is, is somewhere in there. Oh. Um, so we're not going to get into it too much right now. But what we will do right now is we're going to play a voicemail from the one and only. Well, you know who it's from. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Joe Nan, a longtime listener, first-time caller. 
Uh, shout out to Nancy. Shout out to Luna. Shout out to Air Vince One. Nancy. Anyway, um, when you know breaking into the industry and start, starting to work with you guys, what are some of the uh, bad editing practices that you see when working with somebody new that you think is good to correct early on before they get too far into their career? Yep. Anyway, that's all I got for now. See you guys later. Joe Nana always coming up with the excellent questions. I know. That's a good one. That's a great jumping point. Wow. What, do, what do you say? Basically, like, what are the bad things that people do? Bad habits that people yeah. are in like, like, like if someone came into our office and was editing and we saw some bad habits There's that so, they were doing, what, what would we correct? So, so many. So, we've, so many. I, for me, the first... Like the one that really jumps out at me immediately is organization when an editor doesn't stay organized and like work within our system. You know, every every post house has their own organizational structure. Just you have to work within it. Like, don't don't be doing your own thing. Don't just throw everything in a single folder and let everyone else figure it out. You know, stay organized, stay basically. organized and specifically stay organized within the, the workflow, the system that you're working in. I will right say now. It's so funny that I'm like so uh, uh, in agreement on this. Um, when like two weeks ago we went to that fucking uh, we worked a live event. Oh yeah, and I was like, they were like, okay, we we had like a networked drive that everyone had to get connected to, but it took like it was at at times it was taking like maybe I don't correct me if I'm wrong, thirty minutes to get connected to this fucking drive because random computer trouble like oh, wouldn't yeah. recognize it or it would come off- offline or something like that. Yep. And there was three of us who all needed to get onto it and it was we were on a time sense I was personally on a very time sensitive thing that yes. needed to get turned around immediately. So I was like, look, uh it's been taking forever to get these other people on the thing on the server or whatever. I'm not even started to get on the server. I'm just going to start editing. And I'm going to do my own thing because yeah. I need to get the shit out the door. So, so you had every all the footage on a local drive right. that no one else had access to, basically. Right. Right. The way it worked is there was one big drive and then everyone else had their own personal drive. So if you needed footage, you go to that, copy the footage onto your drive and work with it. I was just like, I need to just start. So I had my own footage that I had. So I actually did exactly the thing that you preach against. Yeah. I didn't use any of their organization, which... To be fair, they weren't really that organized, no. but I didn't use any of their organization and I didn't use any of their structure. Yeah. I just did everything myself. But but that was extenuating circumstances where yes. like you really just had to get shit out the door. Yeah. Thank um, you. The other the other one that I, I say this one because it was a, a real life example that we we had to correct someone, someone who's been on the show many times. Oh, is it Katie? No, <laughs> no, no. no. No, I wouldn't blast it's her Air on Vince air. One, of it's, it's Air Vince One, so <clears throat> we've talked about it before. You wouldn't blast her on air. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you would do. You would do it. Exactly. Like behind her back. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not behind her back. Just not on air. We, we're gonna walk out this door. I'm gonna tell her everything she's he been just doing like, wrong so for just two like, years he just now. Like, no. Glossed over that real quick. Uh, I would do that on air, but um, yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, so Air, air Vince One kind of he had a, a career change two, three, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. And um, we kind of helped him with it, at least on the, the post side of things. Right. And he would come in and edit for us or assistant edit for us. And he would, he would edit with like one hand basically. Yeah. Uh, and he would, t- he wouldn't use his shortcuts. He would, you know, right click everything or like, he was just a very slow editor. With the other hand, he was like busy eating nutter butters. <laughs> <laughs> He's just snacky. He's a snacky dude. 
He's a snack. No, he would. He is a snack. He would. Um, he would. You're right. He would. He would only use one hand and click around everywhere. We're like, bro, you gotta start like getting more efficient. Yeah, you have. Yes, exactly. You got to learn. And you know, we've had a couple other editors come through for like one day trial runs, and they, you know, they kind of did the same thing, and we didn't bring them back because it's like, yes, yes, you quote. Uh, no no program exactly but you're not a professional in the program i was gonna say i don't care if you don't know the program but just tell me that you don't know the program yeah we'll and teach then you. i will still if if you if we're like look if if my goal is to fucking hire you i will hire you to do something i just want to make sure you're in a position where you know what where i know and we all know you're gonna succeed right like mm-hmm. if you tell me you know the program i'm gonna hire you to do something And then it turns out you don't know the program and then you fail and then you look bad and then that makes me not trust you. And then we look bad in front of the client if I didn't if I didn't hedge. Uh, Usually I hedge, though. But, uh, you know, it's just it's a lose lose all around. But if you tell me, hey, I don't know Premiere, but I want to learn and I I don't know it and I don't know how to work in like a corporate environment or a, a group environment. No, pro- no problem. I'll get you on something that's very easy. That's yeah, low, stakes, low stakes that you can learn on, you know, whatever. Katie, what about you? What do you think? The question was uh, mistakes that you see people. Bad, make. bad habits. Bad habits. Bad, bad habits that you would want to correct. Or that you've had, you know, I and feel I, like I, would I say- still have bad habits. One of my worst habits is uh, I know you hate this, Chris. When I the after effects thing, what's the after effects? Thing? Oh, <laughs> another one. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah, yeah. Pulling out the well, list. Well, you have a habit, and I, I've done this Stop. once or twice before. You you just like open an after effects project, and it's not like Premiere where it like automatically saves like a something for you. Yeah, after effects just like you can go into it and exit Start out working. of it, and you yeah. you just lose it. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely uh, have worked on many after effects projects where I'll be like an hour plus into them and it'll still be called like untitled project. And I'm like, Oh shit, I never saved this. Like I haven't saved this one time ever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not that for me, it's where for some reason, just it works better in my workflow, which is says something about my workflow, but I unlink everything. Oh yeah. Immediately. Like my first thing that I do after I pull all my selects or whatever into a sequence I select everything, command A, and I unlink everything. I don't like having shit linked. I do not like it because I'm to me, audio and video should never be connected. They're two separate things. And when I need them, I select both of them and move them together. You know? See, yeah, it, it depends on the project. Like some things I unlink, like the, the project I've been working on the last few weeks, I always unlink because it's just simpler for me because I, like I get these. Uh, video files that have literally like eight to 16 tracks of audio and half of them are useless. So it's like, I'm just going to unlink these and delete all, but the, the top two and that'll be fine. But for the most part, yeah, I really like to keep stuff linked. I know you don't like it because it's more difficult to select everything and like move it independently. But I, I just have a, my workflows to hit alt. And if you hit alt and click on something, then it isolates it. So I don't know. These I've gotten things. used to that, but I think I think a lot of people unlink. Like I would a, hope I so. Think that's a, I think I think <laughs> I that's do. a standard workflow, right? Do you want you unlink? Yeah, when oh, I, when awesome. I need to, but especially for MLS, like I I kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of MLS, Kyle just uh, sent an email. Oh, yeah. He said another okay. classic. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Crushing it. Sick. Wait, so what? Are, I'm sorry. What are the what are some of the bad things that you saw? And and I would say. Uh, Joe Joe said this about editing. You can apply this to production. As you can well. apply it to anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, well, for editing, I feel like to go on the whole organization thing, like making sure everything's labeled consistently and correctly. Um, yeah. Cause that, that was a big thing that Thanks. I had to learn. Cause I've only been like professionally editing, I guess for like not even two years. Yeah. So, um, cause it's like before all the projects I would edit, it's like I shot everything and I would see everything. And so mm-hmm. I knew where everything was and no one else had to touch it. Yeah. It could be as like messy and as unorganized as possible because it wouldn't matter as long as the export looked nice. Yeah. 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 But when you're working as part of a team and part of a company, like, all of the organization skills like really come in into play and um it matters yeah. it totally matters right it's especially like because say you have to go back to something from a long time ago that's why like i i don't know if you ever did this before you started here but like the thing about putting your initials at the end and putting and doing versions mm-hmm. that shit is so important because you know you never know when like if matt will come back and have us redo this old intel thing from seven months ago and I don't remember if I did it or if he did it or if you did it or Cuba did whatever. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I, I, need, I need to look for the initials, you know? Yeah. Well, and even like today, you know, you asked me to jump into a project and like, you know, send an export out because everything was well organized. I didn't have to like guess which sequence it was, you know, like yeah. I could tell where the the last sequence before finishing was. So I just took that and exported yeah. that like it. It just. You know, you never know when you're going to be picking up a project that you never saw before and you have to be able to navigate it quickly. I will say that's like the one thing. I Well, one of the things I think that makes our company like kind of, I don't know, an advantage towards like it's like the I've I've said it before. It's like an in between of having like a really like flexible, like a Swiss army knife of a freelancer combined with like the like structure of a real post house, except yeah, we basically can keep it structured like a real post house. So you're getting quality and you're getting consistency, but it's also like you can, it's very malleable. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's whatever. It's how I feel. Yeah. I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Yeah. A lot of bad habits though. Bad habits mm-hmm. are a hard habit to break. They always happen. <laughs> um, before we get to the break uh, real quick, this popped off for a second on Twitter the other day. Um, I don't even know if it really popped off. I think maybe Vulture just paid to get it like get it trending. Sure. But uh, there was basically a Vulture article called I don't know how my show is doing. Uh, hey, it's we know how our show is doing. Yeah, <laughs> bad. Um, it's uh, no, it's actually a great show. But it, this the, the, it gets to the core. Of, the core of this is like, I, I'm sure you're aware. I hate metrics. I fucking hate them. I think they're the dumbest shit yeah, ever. We've talked about them. They're on, the stupidest the fucking way to measure success or if a show is good. But um, it's basically this is a series of anonymous interviews that eight showrunners, eight TV showrunners from different shows like Netflix shows and stuff did, uh, Hulu shows, and it's kind of surprising like how not transparent about the metrics these places are, especially with the people who create the shows. So like someone who had a show canceled on uh, on Hulu, for example, said, I have no idea whether it was like you had 400,000 viewers or you had three million viewers and we wanted five million. They literally that's how murky the numbers are. They don't fucking know this shit at all. Yeah. They, they talk about being presented like with graphs that like don't have it doesn't tell you what you're being compared to, which shows you're being compared to. It doesn't tell you like the total number of views. It just it's a bar 
on a graph that is lower than all the other bars. And that's all the all the context you have for it. Yeah. Which makes you think, is it like, is it because the shows aren't doing well? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could it could be that they're not doing well. It could be like some weird psychological BS that they're doing just to like make you feel like you need to improve your show. I don't, mm-hmm. But it's so weird, though. Like, I understand that it's a business and you have to make money and numbers mean money. But but numbers aren't an indication of whether a show is good or not. Yeah. You know, it's like Big Bang Theory is a terrible fucking show. Yeah. But it was like the biggest one in America for five years. It's it it's it's weird, man, because like like, OK, if you're comparing. I'm just trying to, to make this experiment. If you're comparing good versus money, right? Big Bang Theory say that represents money and let's say the sopranos represents like good show mm-hmm. what what has made more money though i it's probably big bang theory probably i would guess i don't know i don't know i literally don't have the answer well I, I ask i would agree just because big bang theory can go into syndication and right like i mean sopranos i guess could but hbo doesn't do that but sopranos has like such I don't know. Does maybe again? Maybe I'm in a bubble. But does Sopranos have more of a cult following than Big Bang Theory? Who who fucking I, knows? I mean, I would like to think that it has a bigger, bigger like cultural impact. But at the same time, does a cultural impact make you money? Well, yeah. And I, we always, when we think about this, yeah, we do think about it in a bubble. Like we forget about Middle America. You How know. many people in fucking Nebraska watch The Sopranos? Right. You know True. what I mean? Like probably not many. I don't know. That's. It's, I think that personally metrics are the worst way they're the they're the worst thing that's ever happened to like art you know well and even say like what do the those metrics even really mean for the showrunners like are you you're not gonna change the story that you've tr- you're trying to create based on the numbers are you like that just doesn't make sense to me like you're the whole point of a show is to create create the show you want to make like it's, yeah it's not some weird algorithmically based like creative endeavor it, you're, you're trying to tell a story yeah i mean i i see where you're coming from but also like it's useful to know how it's doing compared it's to other to, shit and also like when you're a showrunner okay look say i don't say i don't like metrics i don't really like want them to be so deterministic but they are right mm-hmm. and so if i'm a showrunner i kind of need to know what the metrics are. So I know what I'm being judged on by my bosses. Yeah. And because as a showrunner, you're responsible for keeping that ship afloat and keeping all these people employed. Yeah. That's, that's so the other like, part. If is... you don't know, if you're not considered important enough to know the numbers, the numbers don't have to trickle past you. They don't have to go down to the camera guys and shit, yeah. but like the showrunner should be privy to the fucking numbers. Cause it's their show. No, and you're, you're not right. trying to get yeah. these people. You, you gotta have jobs. When man. I, when I thought about like, you know, you're trying to make, Art. It's like, well, a lot of people are just trying to work, you know, yeah. That, yeah. And that's it. They don't really care past that. Yeah. I mean, art also art's not <laughs> fucking, you know, art is art. Art's usually a, a one off type thing. Art's not like renewable <laughs> every season or whatever. Yeah, Maybe it is. Maybe I, it is. I feel like you can cancel art, right? Dude, uh, fucking there's plenty of artists who've been canceled. I'm yeah. sure. Like, cancel culture. Yeah. Katie, you uh, what do you what do you think about metrics? How do you feel about them? Um. Well, yeah, I agree that the showrunners should know that stuff. It seems like uh, important things for them to know. Also in the article is kind of interesting about 
how it's like the metrics don't even directly like reflect on how how the show's doing because like mm-hmm. certain companies like Netflix are like losing subscriber count. Yeah. So it's kind of like that also impacts it. Yeah. Um and how accessible the show is to certain people. So That's a good point. I mean if you like Apple TV, for example, I don't think they have as many subscribers as like, yeah. I don't know, Netflix. As, as almost any of them, probably. But Apple TV makes consistently the best shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've had this conversation, I think, on the on the show before. But like Apple TV, like quality wise, you're if you just pick or if you stuck your hand in the Apple TV bag and pulled out a random show, it's like cinema quality. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with Netflix, you can pull out like crazy like weird shows that that aren't very good mm-hmm. you know um i guess they still have a place whatever uh what about metrics on youtube uh, like when it like for example for shit that we do stuff that goes on youtube i think metrics on youtube actually do matter kind of like but it, once again it's just so i think it's frustrating because it's like again like i'm thinking about the series that we did for major league soccer about the um qualifying remember that oh yeah yeah so like I think if I recall correctly, the episode that I thought was best performed like the worst. Yeah, but, you know, so, so much of that is just based on the day it was released or time it was released or or how much money was put behind pushing it. Exactly. Or if it got picked up in the algorithm or not. And that's it's it's really tough to, to know. And not to mention some of the biggest things on YouTube are just like streamers, you know, like, like yeah. video game shit. And I mean, that's I literally watched like three hours of that last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people with, you know, 50 million subscribers who are just playing video games all day. And and it's hard to compare your your documentary about soccer to someone playing League of Legends. So they're just so different. Okay, so let's 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 do this real quick. Okay, we did five episodes of that show. We did one centered around the U.S. men's national team soccer. We did one centered around the Canadian yep. national team. We did one centered around the Mexican national team, all of their histories in CONCACAF. We did one that was talking about the ultimate home field advantage in CONCACAF and how hard it is to go play in all these different countries. And we did one about uh, the about coaching in yeah. CONCACAF. Yeah. About, we it's, highlighted two coaches. Yep, specifically the, the American coach and the Mexican coach. Yeah, exactly, and the futures of those places, whatever. Okay, so... Of those, what do you think performed the best? If I had to guess, I yeah. would I would say the one about the American team. Yeah, I'd say the same. You think it's the U.S. one? Yeah. So the U.S. one was right in the middle, performed middle. Okay. It was very mid. The midfield, <laughs> that is. Oh. Uh, Canada, that one performed the best. Wow. The oh. Canadian one. The Canadian one, which if you recall, I don't think, remember we had like, didn't we have one interview to start with that? And then they had to film yeah. a secondary interview because we didn't have enough yeah. shit. Well, I'm, I, I and think we had to reuse a bunch of footage and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it was like, that's why it doesn't make sense to me to put like the metrics alongside the piece. Because like, why, who knows why that one fucking blew up? Is it because they put Alfonso Davies in the title? Is it because they used him in the... Uh, thumbnail the thumbnail yeah who fucking knows I thought the home field advantage one was the best that one was so cool well that's surprising to me too because like of the three countries 
Canada has the fewest soccer fans. Dude, like, mm. I'm telling you, it's that's why I think that metrics are fucking. But may, maybe it's also because both. like like some random thing like, oh, the Canadian soccer, uh, the Canadian national team does not get that much press. Not, you know, there's not much about them available. Yeah. So when there is something available, it pops off like that. And then for the American and Mexican teams, there's a lot of different coverage of them. Yeah, I mean, that that could probably be it, yeah. but I don't know. But that, that's the thing is, like, there's no way to know what exactly the reason is. That's why it's so fucking stupid to to put it on metric. I just hate like, it's cool. analytics. Yeah, I hate it's cool analyzing it, but it doesn't, creative fields. It doesn't tell you anything. Ever, you know? Watch the thing. It's fucking six minutes long. Just watch it. <laughs> I get it. If it's like a three-hour movie, you don't have time to watch. I understand. Yeah. This is a six-minute video. Just watch it and tell me if you like it or not. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as like time of day it was yeah. released. Right. And like True. that, I mean, doesn't seem fair, but it's like sometimes you, it's like like that. Well, you release it on a Saturday algorithm. night. No one's going to watch it. Yeah. But no, it's it's not that it even doesn't seem fair. That's how TV has been forever. Right. For sure, like yeah. back before the Internet, time slots mattered. Like if you were on yeah. on a Sunday during the day, you were not going to get anyone watching your fucking show. But if you were on like Thursday at night. Everyone's going to watch your fucking show. Well, and having like a, a solid lead in show for the premiere of a new show was is a big deal. You but know, that doesn't exist anymore. Well, you know, what's so funny. I remember I used to. So when I worked on the show for Complex called Open Late, you know, former guest of the show, Brian Maxwell, man, shout out. Oh, Me yeah. and him worked on that. Oh, um, man. <clears throat> was hosted by Peter Rosenberg. It was it was a, it was a fun show. It was a good show. Yeah, it's kind of corny at times, but. That's because there's a lot of things going on that were forced and we don't want to do certain whatever. Look, that's a bigger conversation. But uh, that show specifically, we were trying to launch it and they the people who were making decisions were looking at all the analytics and we're like, why we're three. We're like three episodes into this fucking show. And they were like, it's underperforming. It's not because they're comparing it to sneaker shopping and hot ones. and yeah. shit, Right. It's underperforming. It's underperforming. Well, guys. Those shows didn't really hit until they had a couple viral moments. And then suddenly people started, it became easier and easier to book. Yep. Therefore, the show grew and grew and interest grew. Numbers grew. Uh, but you can't get that shit right away. But talking about lead ins, one thing that we would always rely on to even get our numbers a little high was like, yo, please put our video as the autoplay video after the latest episode of Sneaker Shopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. Or Hot Ones. And if we got put as the autoplay video after that, sometimes, the, uh, every time, we would see increases spike, in numbers yeah. on those episodes. Well, yeah. And that, that it could just be down to marketing. It's not that your show is good or bad. Yeah. It's that it just hasn't been marketed correctly. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, similar to that, they even mentioned in this article, uh, like Seinfeld in the office coming out slowly you know not being yeah. the hits that they are immediately uh, you know it's, i mean you imagine now, canceling those shows in the first season now it, but they probably would be i feel like nowadays shit is so like uh instant gratification right yeah and i don't mean to sound like a get off my lawn type motherfucker it's just that's what has happened right like because i'm the same way on tiktok if i don't like it within the first five seconds i'm like next 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 no, you know same. what i mean so well and you know he, going back to the YouTube metrics, we've talked about it before, how if something underperforms, sometimes they'll just buy view counts yeah. to, to pitch or to, to to give to the bro, the branded, you know, whoever yeah. sponsored the video so that they feel good. Right. So right it's completely right. fake. It's all yeah. made up. Yeah. It's like you, that's why, like when you're doing the deal, you have to ask, right, what is going to make you consider this a successful project? 
They go, we're looking for 500,000 views. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get there. Then you do as much as you can organically. And then you're like, okay, now where do we buy spots? And when it really comes down to it, if it's like back against the wall, where do we buy views? Yes. But like that look real. Um, but same thing with us, like for rounds of sound. I'm, I'm not even going to cap. I'll tell you straight up. Oh, yeah. We bought a fucking new Instagram account. Yeah. Our Instagram account had 70 followers or some shit. We just bought one that has 149,000. Yeah. We're going to rebrand it. We're going to wipe it. We're going to put our own shit on there and we'll take a hit. We'll probably lose like I'm assuming we'll probably lose like a hundred, a hundred thousand followers. But then at the end, after all that said and done, we still have 40,000 fucking followers. Exactly. So it's like none of it is real. It's like you said, man, ah, that's a fucking bummer of a note to end the first half on. (laughs) But that's how I feel. You got anything on metrics before we move on to your greatest career moments? Uh, it seems like you covered most of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were excited to get Katie on this show because we know she's a real chatterbox. <laughs> yeah. So you guys just wait until the second half. Um, Chris, anything or should we just head to the break? No, I think I think it's a very well-rounded first half. Let's get on to right. the second half. All right. We'll be right back. You can hit plus 30 twice. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and find the stairs. Okay, that's yeah, never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Uh, you know, we are here with Katie O. Uh, Katie O. Katie O. Uh, it sounds like a cereal. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've been uh, we've been working with her for a couple years now, uh, and we wanted to discuss. We we wanted to launch. We're launching it. That's we, right. We wanted to launch uh, a segment. Who it, it, we don't have the name yet, but yeah. basically, it's greatest m- career moments. But let's call it five shining moments. Five shining moments. <laughs> Is that okay. cool? Yes. We could use that CWA. Theme song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five five shining shining moments moments with KDO. Uh, Is there anything that you want to let the listeners know before we jump into it? Yeah, I guess to preface it, it's a little all over the place um, in terms of like some are editing related, some are shooting related, some are a bit of both. Some is how I got into all of this. But I've um, I graduated college in 2020. So I've only been like professionally editing a little under two years. Yeah. Um, and when did you start with us? Was it 2020? Uh, 2021. 2021. Yeah. Like early May, I think. Oh shit. So it's yeah. only been like a year. Yeah. yeah. A year and a half. Dude, it feels, feels like it's been a lifetime. I mean, a year is a lifetime for a lot of organisms. Want it? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's true. Like a, like you're not a, wrong. I it's like a. I was gonna say a tadpole, but that t- turns into a frog, so that's probably not a good example. I don't know how hmm. long frogs live. Snail. I could say a snail probably does not live more than a year. A certain certain variety. Of snail. Uh, there's probably one on Madagascar that lives for like seventy years. Did you hear? Oh man. There, are, there is an invasive species of giant snail in, in Florida. In Florida, right? yeah. Mm. Shit is crazy, bro. We don't even need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, so what were you going to say? What were you going to say, Chris? What, it about feels what? like forever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we had the whole pandemic, everything. Like, time, time slowed down for a while yeah. there, so... Time slowed down. <laughs> I'm going to speed that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it sound normal. Um, Katie, uh... I mean, I'm excited for you to be the first person on Five Shining Moments. I I can't believe we just wrote that name for it. That's fucking sick. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so let's, without any further ado, let's unveil the theme song for Five Shining Moments. Here it is. The trumpet. One. Uh, so, Chris, here, let's do it this way. We got Katie kind of gave us a couple jumping off points for all five of these. Sure. I want you to go ahead and pick one. You know, okay, we, don't so, do, we don't have to do them in order. So th- this no order, just five moments that matter. Yeah. Okay. You, we can do the order however we want. Personally, I would say I know, get, getting into filmmaking that's the one is a good I, starting that's point. That's right? where I was yeah. going to start. So oh, let's awesome. talk about getting into filmmaking. Um, okay, so this is a little weird, I guess, but I wasn't the best student. I pu- I pulled it through in the end, sure. um, but I think it was probably like seventh or eighth grade. My grades weren't the best. Math isn't my strong suit. Um, and so my mom, uh, after football season, canceled our cable so that I could because she was like, you're watching too much TV and like, damn. Yeah. So that I'd focus more on school. I like that she went until after football season. Yeah. 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 Why she was after she is she a big football fan? No, no, no. My dad was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. um, Yeah. So she canceled it and uh, I guess thought that that would make me want to study instead of watching TV, but what happened was we had like a bunch of uh, collections of movies, VHS, mm-hmm. DVDs, what, whatnot. Um, so then I watched all of the movies in our house, and then watched all the BTS that came with like the box sets. Oh, oh shit! And like I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but you know I was just like, oh, movie magic, like this just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even really appreciate all the different. Steps, steps that, go that went into, into it. the process, dude. Yeah, you know this. This is funny for me. This brings up some shit. Like I always have said, like since since a kid, since college, not as a kid, since college, since a kid. But <laughs> I, I said, like when people would be like, "Oh man, why?" Like it's crazy that you do you work in. I don't even want to say film because it's not. You work yeah. in video and you don't like and en- really enjoy watching movies, right? It's. And that's not really the case. It's not that I don't enjoy watching movies, but I've always said, I, if you pick a random movie from all of history, all of time, and you say, hey, this is movie X, you can either watch the movie or you can watch a 15 to 30 minute doc about the behind the scenes, the making of the movie. I was like, I will always, 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 100% of the time, pick the BTS. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I wouldn't, right? Like, 
I mean, that's it, just way more interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like being able to watch a magician reveal how he does his tricks. Yeah. Like, what yeah. What was the? What, do you remember any of those movies? Because I know for me, like it was the Clerks about the Clerks box set <laughs> and watching the BTS featurette. <laughs> oh my god! Seeing that he made that shit on credit cards after yeah. getting kicked out of film school or something. Yeah, I was like, for like thirty thousand dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making a Clerks uh, four, I think three. <laughs> they're making a new clerks oh wow yeah well sorry what was, it? what was it um i don't know necessarily one in particular i know one was like woman in black because i got that for a birthday gift mm-hmm. um but woman there's in black yeah it's what the horror it? film with daniel radcliffe oh shit all right yeah so it's a deep cut yeah but um i don't know there's just like some like kids movies that i grew up on like cat in the hat and yeah, um, you saw the, the, you're talking about Edward the live action like yeah. Myers kind yeah. You watched the BTS for that just like yeah. over and over and over again. Well, not over and over and over again, but you saw that wasn't there like a a guy who was like almost a performance artist who watched Cat in the Hat every day. Oh my god, for like a year, <laughs> wasn't that a thing he did? Do you guys don't remember this? No, I that don't. sounds. There's like a dude. It sounds familiar. on the internet, and I, I think maybe he was doing it on Twitter. I don't really remember, but he was like, "I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna watch Cat in the Hat every day." And he was like, I usually do it right when I wake up. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm talking about? Chris looking around. I haven't heard here. of that. Apparently Mike Myers didn't like like he didn't like the film. I'm not surprised. I don't I, know if I ever saw it. I never saw it either, but it's I it's comedic gold. I feel like to me, like when I was a kid, the one movie that I had on loop, um, because we had it, was uh Inspector Gadget. Wow, with Matthew Broderick. Wow, I think I saw that in theaters when it came out, and even as a kid, I was like, "This is terrible." I I must have watched that like a zillion times because that was one of the only things we had to watch, you know. Mm. And this is an immigrant family, you know. We didn't have much, but we had we had a Sega Genesis, which (laughs) I played a lot. We had Matthew Broderick. I uh, I feel like I remember you having Cool Runnings for some reason. Cool Cool Runnings was the first movie that I bought with my own money. That okay, that's where I was like, I'm gonna buy a DVD because I had a summer. You you were there. I had the summer of me actually getting into movies. Yeah, and playing Guitar Hero. I and playing Guitar Hero. I bought. I would go to Best Buy with my birthday money and just buy a bunch of movies randomly mm-hmm. without even looking at them. I bought Thank You for Smoking. That's a great one. Fucking amazing. I bought uh, the Live Aid box set so I could watch That's all right. the Live Aid concert. That's right. I bought Clerk's 10th Anniversary Edition. Of bought a lot of shit. Um, yeah, that's but that, that's me. That's me. That's not how I got into filmmaking. It's how Katie got into filmmaking. <laughs> sure. So you watched all these things and then you were like, this is it. I'm doing it. Yeah, I just got really like because I had done like acting and stuff like that before, but I didn't really appreciate it. And so you see like acting, you're like have a vague sense of what a director does, but all like, you know, the cinematography and the gaffing and editing and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of knew for a long time that this is what you want to do then. Yeah. yeah. See, that's fucking nuts, because even when I did like fall in love with all I wouldn't even say I fell in love with movies. I still never considered it as a career ever until like on accident i started doing it kind of i feel i mean you you and i wanted to be like writers or screenwriters for a while and that that started in like junior year of high school that's true okay yeah fair enough i i I don't the way we got here was weird yeah i don't consider writing like we wanted to be part of the industry but we didn't i don't think we ever thought we'd be editing i wanted to do very very specific things i wanted to write jokes for late night comedy that yeah. is what i wanted to do that's even when i moved to la yeah you that's were why on, i what, did craig kilborn or uh craig ferguson yeah, yeah craig ferguson. but it was like 
that's why I took the job or the whatever job internship at Craig Ferguson is because it was like, oh, man, maybe I'll be able to write jokes for this one day. And um, nope. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, so, Katie, we kind of got that. That was one of your five shining moments. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the next one. Um, I want to I want to I want to pick this thing that you say knocked loose. You just told me right down knocked loose. I don't know <laughs> what the hell that means. Uh, what is knocked loose? Well, knocked loose is a band. Um, one of the things I do is film for uh, Rolling Stones Twitch stream. And it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, and I, I get to film a lot of cool bands, but a lot of times, even though I really like them and they're they've all been nice, um, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily what I naturally listen to. Mm-hmm. And Knock Loose was one of the first one bands that came in that I hadn't heard of before, but I really, really liked their music. They were also like some of the nicest people I've met. Like every time they came in the room, they're like, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, but it was just really cool to film them. And I feel like that was my first day working there that I got more like freedom with how I could shoot and doing like handheld and all that. Um, and then I got to talk to some of the bandmates and the, their, um, photographer. And that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and they were super nice and they're like, oh my God, thank you for this. And for me, I was like kind of freaking out cause I'm like, this is what I want to do. And yeah. you're like, you know, interacting with me. Yeah. That's how low the bar is. Yeah. If you're a fucking, if you're talent out there listening, just yeah. know that's how low the bar is. Well, it's Literally just, it's, acknowledge the people on set and they will love you forever. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just cool to like interact with like bands that have been on tour people that have done this for a long time that like i want to learn from but then they're like oh you do all this and i'm like i'm like new and still figuring it all out i mean you yeah you love doing the music stuff i think just looking at this i think the the rest of these are probably music things but um how did you how did you get into the rolling like rolling stone twitch stream seems like a, a fucking pretty solid thing like how did you get hooked up with them well um my cousin is the technical director, so nepotism. a little bit, ne- well, a little bit of nepotism. Well, but here's hey, that's the industry. It's yeah. you know. true. Yeah. Um, well, I, I had helped him out um, at his last job um, because he was like transitioning to this new job, so he was kind of like, I guess I did a good job with that, yeah. and then I, I you earned got, your spot, got the opportunity, and it was only supposed to be like one day for their pride stream, and I guess it blossomed from Just there kept going. do you know what there's is it like how many cameras is it and are you like is you have like an sdi going into a switcher or is yeah, it, yeah and is it on sticks or how does it um well it yeah it's sdi going into a switcher for the most part part it's on sticks and sometimes we'll like like someone will be kind of operating like yeah like dolly type stuff mm-hmm. but um how, how many cameras it used to be three, but now it, it's kind of going up to like four, sometimes five. Damn, bro. I I can't believe nice. that they can make that shit profitable. Like, that's where I'm like wondering is like you're paying to have five cameras. So ostensibly, is that right? Did I say that word right? Five cam sure. ops. Then you got a director. You're probably gonna have someone editing that, you know, afterwards. You got a, you got sound people. Mm-hmm. You have to pay the band, I guess. You got... Say there's an interview or something. You got an interview. You got the fucking lighting. How the fuck does this shit make money? 
Uh, maybe they have enough of a built-in audience. Yeah, and sponsors. And sp- sponsors. Oh. Um, there, but it's also all the cameras aren't like they don't all have cam ops. Like there's a few static ones. If Got they it. if they do go above like three cameras, it's like a few static, and well, then there's a GoPro for the 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 reason I ask is because like for rounds of sound. So me and Will and a couple other people just got a practice space like right down the street, and so. Ian, the drummer, yeah. he brought up, he also is an editor. He works on PBS docs and shit. He works in Avid all the time. But he he's was been like, on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. He, uh, he w- brought up the idea of doing like sessions there, which I've, I did that shit a lot in Portland. I personally like, I'm still down to do them, but I, I want to do them a very certain way. Cause last time in Portland, we did it shoestring where literally everyone would just sacrifice their entire day. There's no yeah. air conditioning. I would give everyone, I would buy pizza for everyone, but yep. it was, it was a real, it was a big production. Like legitimately that production, if we were paying everyone fairly would have been priced at like $45,000 an episode. <laughs> no, no, no cap. Like yeah. I even, I wrote a song back in the day where the title of it is 45 K. Cause that was the day that I calculated the price. And I was like, Damn. I can't believe that everyone here is doing this for free. Like it's stupid. But I, I say all that to say, I think it would be tight to film some rounds of sound like music sessions. It's just like, yeah. seems so un unwieldy. Yeah. Like you got to have so many fucking cameras and record everything. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. seems like a lot of fucking work. Yeah. But that would be cool. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Well, so- sounds like Katie would be down to do it for free. No, nah, we'll put, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll nah, it depends. I w- well, I'm I mean, open to it. What if we make Katie like the fucking like the director of it, and then like you can just—it's another thing you put on your resume. You can say you directed this show. Yeah. Like you can determine where to put the cameras and shit. Will can run sound. I don't know. I've, there's probably a way to do it. Yeah. It's just gonna have to be like not a lot of them. We'll we'll have to do like three or four of them max. Like I because we do twelve episodes a season. I don't know if we're gonna be doing twelve. No, fucking, that's so difficult. You know, it's a lot. Um, Chris, why don't you move into Katie's third shining moment? What do you got? I'm I'm interested in Ghost Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ghost Boy. Ghost Boy. <laughs> what the fuck is Ghost Boy? Yeah, so that's a music video that I shot in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and it kind of well, it's it's for the band Animas, which is no longer. Damn. But high, um, it was it was uh. That was a scat? Yeah. Word. Yeah. So that um that was kind of like the start. That was the first like official music video that I've done. And um and yeah, we just shot it over a summer. We used like the school's resources. We got like a nice camera. We used um their studio space. Mm. We like brought in a car into the studio and like filmed and and it was kind of like a three-part music video as like an uh like a video release portion to their album release okay um so yeah we we shot most of it guerrilla filmmaking minus the studios in our school and um like part of the concept was that it was um like this character ghost boy was like stuck kind of in a convenience store, but like stuck in life. And so we just mm-hmm. shot at like a bunch of convenience stores all throughout the city. That's some, some clerks vibes. It really is yeah. clerks vibes. Um, Did you use the, um, 
the SCAD like facilities and all that a lot. Like you had access to the, the gear, you had access to studios. You were saying, like, did you take advantage of that when you were there? Because I'll say yeah. for me, like when I was at UF, I did not take advantage of that shit nearly as much as I should have. Yeah, I took advantage of it, especially like my last kind of year there, um, right before COVID. <laughs> um, I yeah, I was filming tons of music videos and I would just check out equipment and all you needed to do was like prove that you were a student. So I just yeah. get like piece of paper signed, prove that I was a student so that I could check out a whole studio space on That's the on cool. the weekends or like Man, that shit if you're anywhere in a college, if you're listening to this, like take advantage of that. And do, do it for it yourself. Do it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like go literally do your own projects because that shit is crazy because I, I, I'm guilty of this. And I think a lot of younger kids are. I, I was guilty of this when I was that age. I was just like, I didn't understand just how much free time I had to do anything I wanted with. To some extent I did. Right. Because I would make music and shit. But from like a filmmaking perspective, I didn't realize how much free time I had to do whatever I wanted. I would write a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't create any of it, though. I would write. I have so many scripts, but like I wouldn't create it. And now like, fuck, man. Like, that's one of the things about New York is like, it's beautiful, but you can't goddamn you can't you, afford to rent anything and also you just work so much yeah. to like fucking survive the last thing you want to do is at the end of the day when you're done working is like go work more yeah for pleasure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the reason that i was able to do that show in portland and any we did so many fun little shows in portland because i me and my friend had a magazine a music magazine and I was like, I want to run the YouTube. I want to make whatever content I want. We made so much cool shit, but it was all for free. Everyone worked yeah. for free because everyone had free time. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. di didn't you like literally have to like sell your guitar or something while you were there to make yeah. rent one month? Like one, one month, I yeah, had a, I had slow months there where I had to sell records and sell my guitars and like make rent. But there were good months too. Yeah, well, Intel I'm, I'm just saying like. That's the pro. That's the trade-off. Is like when you're making a, a bunch of cool shit for free. Is like true. It's it's tough to live. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking weird, man. Like I don't know. I like. Do you ever do you ever do fun shit for yourself anymore in New York? Um, I try to. I, I at the moment painting is kind of like that for me. I haven't. What about like filmmaking though? Um. Yeah, I've, I've done two music videos since being well i've i did a few more but they're more visualizers more like practice yeah but um i've done two music videos that are kind of in the queue to be released okay um yeah. for free if not like not a lot of money music yeah. videos fucking that's a rat race <laughs> yeah it's a scam <laughs> well. i said it i said it um i mean vince finds a way to like semi make a living on i mean he does other shit too but yeah he still gets paid you know what i want to do we used to have this thing goddamn it's turning into portland reminiscing hour but <laughs> we used to do this contest in portland where it was like just for the like couple local bands would get together and it was <laughs> this is like the fucking true nature of art right it's like when you make art just to like engage with like your local community whatever that community mm -hmm. may be and that's it and there's no like um uh, ulterior motive behind it. Mm -hmm. There's no pretense, right? They would do this thing called the 24 hour album uh, contest competition. And so 
you'd have like three local artists who would decide to like do this contest or maybe more. Sometimes you'd have like, you know, maybe a few bands or something, whoever wants to participate. And at midnight, one night or at 8 a.m. It was it was 8 a.m. I think they do 8 a.m. The day starts and everyone has to like has 24 hours to write a full album to write, wow. record and get it in a state of mixing where it's like good enough to listen to. Yeah. And then the next day, like it's like honor system, 8 a.m. You drop everything and you're done. Sure. Then the next night. Like everyone then sleeps the next day. You get up and you all get together the next night at someone's house and party and chill and listen to all of your albums. That's awesome. And like that shit is fucking sick. And I was like, yo, that would be such a cool ass concept for a video. Yeah. I mean, they they have those um, film festivals, the 24 hour film festival. Yeah, me, me and Alexi, we worked on one. We one did time. a 48 hour like, film festival yeah. once and we our vid- our video is pretty dope. But um <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I forgot to submit one like piece of stupid paperwork and so they disqualified us. Yeah. <laughs> Ours was yeah. I think we would have won something. Maybe not best film, but definitely funniest, like for sure. We might have won, like up. some sort of mm. some sort of crowd thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a fan favorite. Um, we should do one. Yeah. I, that'd be fun. I bet I bet the ones that take place in New York are insane. We should not though. do a New York one. No. We should like <laughs> make it like a trip. Like we should go yeah. somewhere to like Iowa. And That'd just, be like, really cool. Though. We should not go to Iowa. Not Iowa. There's some ones in Virginia. Yeah, like we go to Virginia. DC. I go to let's go to like let's go somewhere cool like Maine or some shit. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. think that'd be a lot of fun. That, that's that would be a good like uh, team building activity. That would be such a sick. Oh yeah. my god, Chris, good a good fucking idea. <laughs> that was your idea. <laughs> no, but you said a team building activity that makes way, then we can write it off. <laughs> um, shout out Yosef the accountant. Um, all right, uh, we got two more here, so let's go ahead and get to them. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick. You wrote, you said four quarters shallow gore, mm-hmm. four quarters shallow gore. If yeah. that doesn't sound like some punk shit, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Four quarters is the band um, and shallow gore is the title of the music video. Another gotcha. video I did in Savannah and that one was um, a lot crazier to like conceptualize, shoot, edit. Mm. Um but it was just it's like a very high intensity song and um there's just like a lot of themes that we got like shots of like inanimate objects or like candles moving like because we wanted the flicker to kind of go to the beat and Mm. um we had this character that was kind of lost in the middle of nowhere which was really just the beach nearby yeah um and so we we got all these like miscellaneous shots and then also something that I like to do just in general is like filming like random things or cool textures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just pulled from my like found footage vault and edited it all crazy once we got like the pacing down. And, <laughs> that <a> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what was, Dan, 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 uh, Dan Dennehy always used to say, I edit, he edits crazy. He was like, yo... I know how to edit. I can edit crazy. Yeah. So every time someone says edit crazy, I'm just like, I trip out. Edit yeah. Boys, <laughs> edit you, were editing, you were editing crazy. Yeah. And um, once everything was like in place with the, you know, live action part, mm-hmm. it got passed off to, um, to 
four quarters, the guy Zubin, um, his friend in, um, I think LA, Mm -hmm. he passed it through some like analog video processing thing. I know the kind of stuff you're talking about. Oh, he knows that he, so I don't know if you knew this, but he used to edit eight millimeter porn. No, that's not not the case. That's true. (laughs) You can go back to the early episode. I I didn't talk about it. No point did I edit it. He's starred. He's <laughs> But they cranked the, the no 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 pun intended. But they cranked it. They cranked it too fast, so it looked like he was like running around like a little action figure. <laughs> Is that how eight millimeter works? You, you crank the crank, right? No, uh, I mean, the, either way, Chris is editing eight millimeter porn. No, I didn't. I didn't edit it. Wait, so that's how you know about the equipment? No, no, no. I know. I know it because I think I I follow a few creators who. <sighs> Like who, That's what it, okay. who who posts about it on YouTube and like they show how they get these cool analog effects that you can't get through digital otherwise or you know it doesn't look as good and as original. I mm. thought um I thought it was from your old your past jobs. No, but no, I'm wrong. I'm I mean, wrong. I, I know a correct. little bit. I've, okay. used, I've used analog machines. Wait, so so continue. I'm sorry. No, he passed it through <laughs> an analog machine. Yeah, yeah, and brought it back, and then I like I think he ran it through. Like six or seven times. So then I kind of like intercut again with all like the new footage, okay. which takes I like the best. And like I have like light sensitivity migraines that like make me lose my vision, um, at least in one eye. And so like it like a, was like a silent migraine because I had that happen yeah. once where I just like couldn't see out of my eye. I didn't have a headache, though. Yeah, I well, I get headaches and then I lose vision. In my Ugh, left that's eye. the worst. Damn, um, bro. But that's how you know how crazy it was because uh, I had to take like editing breaks a lot because it was just so intense. Oof. But when I don't have a migraine, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, at least you don't like have epilepsy in our editing videos or something like that. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. We, we, that we did a put bummer. a disclaimer there for sure. I will say um, I, the epilepsy is something that like, <clears throat> sorry, just over the last... Uh, couple years has become a thing where I'm like very very cognizant of it like if it happens if I'm like anywhere in a public space and there's like a some public facing piece of yeah, video like, like, that like does any flashing I'm just like bruh how you how are you gonna do that to the epileptic people yeah t- t- Times Square is just fucked terrible Shit's mm. fucked up you yeah. just you just reminded me of my what I learned last week. Thank you so That's much. That's my what I learned last week. No, no, no. It's related. It's okay, related. Okay, all it's right. Related. <laughs> wait, so Katie, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Katie, derailing. Katie, 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 wait. Uh, continue, continue. I'm sorry, but I, I do want to know like why this is in a shining moment. Is it because of the complexity of the edit? Is that? Yeah, it, it took a long time because up until that point, you know, all my edits have been straightforward. And mm-hmm. I always like played around with like fun edits because I've been editing since I was like 15 Mm -hmm. like through Premiere so Mm -hmm. I was like learning stuff through that but then this one I had to really sit down take my time choose every shot very like you know intently and and also like edit in movements run it through After Effects and do all that kind of stuff color correction because it was it was shot in black and well it wasn't shot in black and white but it was intended to be Gotcha. Black and white. So I had to like match the saturation and Damn. all that. But I think, you know, even looking back on it, I'm still proud of it because it's like, it, in my opinion, it, it really fits the sound. Yeah. And what we originally had was more of like a narrative 
throughout it and it just did not work. <laughs> Bro, I just pulled it up and I literally watched two seconds of it and I, I had to go like this. Whoa. <laughs> I, I was going to ask because it is available. It is a yeah, lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's good. Check it out. I, I'm, I'm watching it right now kind of through my hand just because it yeah. starts out with like these noisy, like stripey yeah. textures. And for me, like when I see like a lot of stripes in one place, it really fucks with my like yeah. vertigo and balance and shit. Yeah. That's why like even when I get on an escalator, I'm, I'd like if I look down at those fucking yeah, moving stripes, yeah. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, definitely is not for everyone. So if you get dizzy or have eye problems, um, then don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> then don't, don't, you don't have to. But the um, the song is very fast paced. Yeah. So I think if, if it was um, like slower footage or anything like that. It, it wouldn't really it work, wouldn't, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, watch watch with watch caution. watch with caution <laughs> watch. or maybe put it on a 0.25 speed or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah it still it still holds up all right we got one more one more shining moment i saved this one for chris oh yeah this is uh the last shining moment and sounds familiar it just says <laughs> tree fort yeah um the whole process even doing the assistant editing has been really cool i'd never gone to a music festival before so it was just like really rewarding to just wake up and just film and discover new bands and yeah. talk to some cool people and their experiences. And what's cool about that one, though, specifically is the type of access that we get. Like, oh, my God, they mm -hmm. give us really, really cool access. It's, it's yeah. hard to go to shows without that access now. I mean, the beauty of it is like, you know, you can probably get media credentials pretty easily yeah like that's yeah. not that's not a hard thing to get but the way that they give us access there is crazy yeah i'm sure like yeah we go like what was your typical day like um so i would wake up and i i would <laughs> <laughs> wake up Don't and uh, uh wake up. <laughs> you wanted to why'd you leave the keys upon the table you wanted to <laughs> Um, but I would just like go throughout the schedule and all the shows that I was signed up for mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, just like plan the day and be like, OK, how long can I be at this one venue? Because there is a few shows that would be booked within like a certain hour slot. Sure. Um, so I'd be like, try to find how far of a walk it was from wherever I started. Yeah. And then I'd be like, OK, I can stay here for 15 minutes. I can stay here for 20 minutes. It's just cool that you um, that you're so passionate about it because we it's not often it's it's kind of hard to find someone who wants to like shoot video of bands mm. like yeah. I don't it doesn't seem like it would be that hard but like it, it's it's kind of difficult yeah because well, everyone I know who like films doesn't it's not some kind of job they want to do you know yeah. like even Vince like we had Vince come in September and he did not have a good time mm. then he came in March for the one to do the doc and he had a great time yeah so he just likes a certain style of filmmaking more he yeah. doesn't want to run and gun and go to shows he'd rather have a big rig that he gets to walk around with and make like a film you know it's kind of <laughs> ironic because he's usually is a run and gun shooter i mean it yeah. could also have something to do with the the genre of it music. could be the style of music yeah. too right that doesn't speak to be. him yeah but i mean yeah, yeah i that the, the most important part is that like i i like that you want to be there like yeah, i think that's that's the best right yeah. it's like you know if, if you you're when i asked people like what artists they want to see you actually responded with like 
a good batch of art, like a lot of artists. Everyone else like didn't respond or yeah. gave me like two artists. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you don't really care. So it's whatever. But it seemed like you had a, a full, a full sketch. Yeah. And I, I wish I could see more, but I, I don't know. I wasn't in the planning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, Katie also like, uh, I had to recruit her to save my ass a couple of times when I knew, uh, we knew others needed- when you knew others were going to be on drugs and not going to their shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'm fucking calling them out. Um, uh, they're doing another festival now in September yeah. Yeah, called Flipside, Flip which should be pretty tight. It's just that Boise is so fucking far away that like yeah. I don't think I can get there. But I want to, mm-hmm. but I don't think I can. It's just just too yeah. out of the way, you know. Yeah, I was I was looking into it yesterday. Like I was telling Lisa about it, and she, uh, I don't know, she was like, "That sounds cool, but." Where is Garden City and like why? Oh, isn't Garden Boise City is downtown like, Boise. Yeah, I know. It's I, just like right across the bridge. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's like I it's bet tough it's tough to get out. And she was like, "How is it only like seventy dollars?" You know, she was just confused at it. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I don't know. It's the first one. That's part of why I want to go is to see it's going to be inaugural. fucking awesome. I yeah. can tell you that it's basically going to be Tree Fort, but in a different neighborhood in Boise. Mm-hmm. That's all it's going to be. It's it's going to be fucking lit. Like. I might, I, I might go. I need to figure it out. I need to get into the tree fort footage. And like, if there's a reason for me to go out there to shoot another interview or something, mm-hmm. yeah, then maybe I'll try to plan it around that weekend so I can like go to the show. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll get, um, maybe we'll get some more fucking festival gigs that we can go on. Yeah. I don't know. I've been finding like after like I did some research on Flipside and I've just started getting like tons of advertisements for festivals on the East Coast. So, I mean, I know I don't really know anyone's on the I know there's Hopscotch. It's like the one one's in North Carolina. Mm. That's Mm. kind of like a tree fort level festival that's out here. But I don't even know what festivals are around. I haven't I haven't kept up with them. Firefly just happened. Okay. Or is happening, but is Firefly? I feel like is bigger, right? Yeah, it's my, gotten bigger. I had a teacher that used to work at like film. It's in Delaware, so it is close. Yeah, see, yeah. like for me, also, it's it's just a very certain type of like. I want to go to a camping festival. I haven't been to one in so long. I wouldn't mind going to one of those if I can be like VIP. I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to like really be among the plebes. Um, with the thing with Firefly, right? It's like. Halsey, the headliners are Halsey, My Chemical Romance, Green Day, Dua Lipa. It's like that's kind that's, of an interesting. That's not my. Yeah. That's not. Why that's not? not. That's not for me. Yeah, like yeah. that's those artists are way too big, and that crowd is gonna be not. It's just not. The, it's just not for me. Unfortunately, See, I, I, like, I, mean? I like when there's good head like, like really a list headliners. But yeah. I also want there to be like a ton of those B and C level bands and like where you can find new music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this lineup for them and it's just like, there's not really anyone who I care to fucking see. Like if I like Isaiah Rashad is probably like the only person on here who I'd be like, yeah, I want to see Isaiah Rashad. I mean, I, I, but I, I know the kinds of things I like, like I want, I, I want to go, I want to go to woods. like, I want to go to, Woodsist, I want to go to like wherever like those kinds of bands play that play like mm. shit that's chill and you don't really have to you can sit down while listening right that's <laughs> like my ideal scenario 
It's a, it's a solid lineup. Ooh, Girl Talk. That's that's a throwback. See, but, but that's the thing. It's like, why? Why would you want to go see Girl Talk? Like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see. I, I think I think Fi- Firefly is fucking great. It, if if you want to like go and and fucking roll face, and I was about fucking to say, just be I'll, there, yeah. fucking doing drugs. A great, lot of awesome. a lot of it is the environment, not the music itself. Okay, like, Ezra Furman. Ezra Furman, I would want to yeah, see. Ezra Furman, Ezra well. Furman and Isaiah Rashad are like the two people on here who I'm interested in. But everyone else is. It's like I don't want to see any of these fuckers. There's, you know? a, there's like no five or six bands I really like on here. Mm, they're no. not even like huge <laughs> ones. Like Rainbow Kitten Surprise, I like them a lot. I don't think they're. An A-list band. Yeah, yeah, see, I don't even know them. Um, look, all right, we're we're getting to the end of it here. Uh, Katie, what do you think of Five Shining Moments? Pretty decent, decent yeah. segment. It yeah. kind of works. I think it's it's an interesting segment. It's cool, right? It's really yeah. shined. It, and and you <laughs> and you you know whether something is interesting or not on our show because you listen all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> um, all, all right. the time. All right, well, Katie, thanks for doing five shining moments. But now let's get into the thing everyone comes around for. It's what we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, who's kicking us off? I guess I could. Okay. Why not? So much like last week, this is another New York centric thing that I learned but this is you know anyone who's ever visited New York has gone to Times Square and this is about that apparently at every every single night in Times Square at 11:57 p.m. until 12 a.m. 3 minutes uh all of the digital billboards in Times Square are synchronized to show a uh, a local art local art yeah so every month they change who who the artist is it's basically like a rotating digital gallery of art in a way and uh i think that's really cool i will probably never be at times square at 11 57 p.m but (laughs) if i am i'm gonna look out for it gonna keep an eye on maybe that's the only time you'll go I mean, (laughs) you're like, I'm not trying to be advertised to unless it's art. That's true. Advertise some art to me. Art, art, advertise, art, advertise. Katie, what do you got? Um, Mine is also a New York related thing. I, I found out about a couple new venues, one being the Meadows, um, which is nearby. Probably down the street, right? Yeah. We're we're on Meadows Street. We're on Meadows Street. Yeah, it's the block up. And it was. Pickle Factory? It's actually right next to the pickle factory. It's that pl- it's that place that's it's on the same block on the same yeah. side of the street as the pickle factory. Yeah, it's in between okay, yeah. Monarch and the pickle factory. Right, 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 right. Um, but I'd never been before. I just thought it was Monarch. I didn't realize it was like right there as well. Um, and I saw my friend's um, album release show for the Machinist, which was really good. But also the venue is pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the meadows. I didn't, the meadows, know, I didn't yeah. know there there was a venue there. I know that there's a practice space there, but I had no idea that there's a venue. Yeah, the meadows is it? It must be. It must be new. It must be new, right? It's gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> be. New. There's no way that we weren't in the know about it. I'm never in the not in the know. I'm never, never not, never in, not the in the know. <laughs> never not in the know. Sounds like a terrible podcast. Um, what is in the know? In the know is that uh. That's what we for did. For Verizon's thing. Yeah, that's what we did the um, for. I love in the know. Um, so here's mine. I was gonna I was gonna talk about illustration rates from a tweet that I saw. I'm gonna save that for next week. Cause I was reminded it goes very well with your billboard thing, Chris. Yeah. It's a thing called Blip. Blipbillboards.com. Hourly, 
digital billboard rental. So you can basically rent any billboard space, put any ad you want up there that you can just make in Photoshop. Uh, And depending on the location, they have like, it looks like they have thousands of locations across the US. Over 1,600 locations and counting. uh, Depending on the location, the price differs. So some guy from there emailed me because I signed up and I was like, tell me more about the NYC availability. The only availability they have is in Times Square. He said the cost depends on the time of day and demand during that time since we use a dynamic algorithm. The minimum price per blip, that's a 15 second display, for Times Square is 20 bucks. So it's not good. 15 seconds for $20. uh, And that means you can pick an hour, right? So you pay 20 bucks for that hour. And it says your ad will be displayed an estimated five to seven times over the course of that hour. Honestly, I don't think that's a bad price. Not too bad. So, like, if you I want to, it. I was going to say, we should make a Shishkin Productions ad. Then we can, as a group, decide to go to Times Square for lunch, spend the hour there looking at that thing until our ad pops up <laughs> and then film it. Right? Could be a pretty decent I think it'd be cool. Excursion. It'd be pretty fun, right? And that's, that's something that we could we could take the picture and put it on the website and oh, be like, hey, look at us. It's a flex. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. We have seven chances, five to seven chances. But the way I saw this was on TikTok, some guy had done this in his town or like near his town in Texas somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. And he, for 20 bucks, got an hour of this billboard on the interstate somewhere. So cool. we drove over to it during that hour and did like a TikTok <laughs> with this billboard. That's so 20 cool. bucks. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. So keep that in mind. Get a blip. You know, they got billboards in Canada, too. It's, yeah. it's the way to go. Um, yo, Katie. Yo. Katie. Yo. Ghost boy, uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Hell yeah, uh, we're we're blessed to to have your presence here. You know what I mean? We've been talking about it. It's been a long time coming, so finally got you on. Um, and you know, you're always welcome. If if there's anything that comes up you want to hear about it on the show, we're desperate for content. We are always <laughs> desperate for content. Um, is there any anything you want to plug before we get to our plugs? Anywhere people can find you, or do you want to stay anonymous? Um, well, you can follow my Instagram at kdo underscore 23, K-A-T-I-E-O. Underscore. Underscore 23. KDO 23. Every time I see this album cover that we have up here in the studio. In the graveyard? That Blood Lemon one. It, for some reason, reminds me of your Instagram picture. I don't know why. Just like out of the corner of my eye, it's like they look the same. Um. All right. Well, you heard it here. KDO underscore 23. That's the place to, to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to see some of Katie's work, go to uh, the MLS Twitter page <laughs> and see all of the every Monday and every Tuesday, every goal of the week and save of the week video. Um, and the tree, the tree fort, the tree fort doc. You can see that, too, whenever mm-hmm. we get Eventually. it. Done. Uh, Chris, you're working the people find us. Well, while you have Instagram open to follow KDO underscore 23, you should also <laughs> follow at Sizzle Real Gang. That's right. Yeah. We post nothing <laughs> ever. But, 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 you know you know where we do post is Shishkin Productions on Instagram yes, and on TikTok. So follow us there. Follow yeah. Rounds of Sound on Instagram. Yep. Yep. <laughs> follow Rounds follow, of Sound. Follow everyone but Sizzle Real Gang. <laughs> Honestly, for us, Sizzle Real Gang, if you're a listener, if you're an OG, you know. If you made it this far in the episode, hello, one Howdy. person. Uh, but look, the point is, for Sizzle Real Gang, 
we're not that type of, of show that engages on social. No. You email us. Yes. Or you call us. Yeah. If we can't farm it for content, then yeah. we're not interested. You email us at scissorrealgang at gmail.com. And you, you call, call us. us at the cold line. You got to call the cold line. Leave a message. You guys heard it earlier. Joe left a message. He's, yeah. He's a shout good, out Joe Nana. He's a good listener, that guy. Um, he's a good egg. Uh, and then, of course, ScissorRealGangTheWebsite.com. Get your tickets for ScissorReal uh, 100th August anniversary show. August 25th. Uh, August 25th, yes. Tickets are $6.66. And, and they come will with, sell out. They will sell out. They come with free free drinks. Oh, they do? Or a free drink Can at I buy least. One? You're not allowed to buy a ticket. <laughs> <You're, laughs> Can you're, I get a free drink? No. Oh, you've been, ah. no, no. You've been you've been put on the do not enter list. Uh. We we gave it to the bouncer. We're like, if you, you, you're going to run like guy. a, a 40 foot XLR outside and we're going <laughs> to be sitting on the mic. We're going to run the XLR back into the studio over here <laughs> to the crypto.com podcast arena. Oh, yeah. I forgot to plug them. Yeah. Crypto's well. been tanking. Yeah, I was about to say they haven't been making their payments. <laughs> yeah, dude. What the hell? Um, all right. Katie, thanks for coming. Chris, thanks for being here. Yep. And uh, Sizzlers, thanks for listening. See, See you next week. Ya. Bye. Shishkin Productions Podcast.